Hello, and welcome to LINK, the industry's link to learn, innovate, news, knowledge, and global supply chain intelligence, hosted by Food Logistics and Supply and Demand Chain Executive. This new and improved podcast channel will cover everything from transportation and warehousing trends and technologies to food safety and sustainability impacting today's supply chains. everybody, welcome to Link Live. Happy Wednesday. My name is Marina Mayer, Editor-in-Chief of Food Logistics and Supply and Demand Chain Executive. Here with my usual crew, if you want to go around and introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Brielle Jekyll. I'm the Associate Editor. And I am McKenna Morales, and I am the Assistant Editor. And today we have a special guest. We have Justin Goldston, Professor and Coordinator of Project and Supply Chain Management at Penn State University. He is part of our Unsung Heroes series, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but he is on with us to discuss supply chain education, what it means to be a frontliner, and what's in store for young supply chain professionals of the future. So Justin, thank you so much for joining our program today. Thank you for having me. Just as last time, this is going, we're going to have fun. I know we are. He, he, he entered the lion's den with us, and I say that because he has a lion behind him. So it's been <laughs> the nittany lion's den, okay? The nittany lion. I know very specific. We gotta we gotta say it just right. I get it. It's, I get it. It's, it's brandy. It's brandy. <laughs> we gotta get some of those uh, animals on our on our crew. Oh, but we have Plum. We have Plum. Everybody say there hello. She to is. Plum. We have Plum the pillow and Plum the real dog, and they're yeah. right next to oh, no. <laughs> She's moving. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. We'll see her in a little bit. Uh, before we try hang out. <laughs> she will. They always make their appearances, as everybody knows who watches us weekly. <laughs> Um, before we dive into our discussion, I just wanted to go over a couple of housekeeping items. Um, nominations for Food Logistics Top Green Providers Award are open. Submissions close March 21st, so please get those nominations in. I'll put the link in the chat so you can go right there and learn more about it. Also, registration is open for our upcoming SCN Summit on Sustainability. Those sessions take place February 23rd and February 25th. Again, I'll put the registration link in the chat so you have that. So let's talk Unsung Heroes. Unsung Heroes was one of McKenna's ideas that she brought to us. And I love it when my, my team brings ideas because it shows that we're invested and we're growing and we're excited and I love that. So I'm going to actually toss things over to you, McKenna, so that you can kind of explain what Unsung Heroes is about. We can kind of go into our discussion with Justin. Right, so Unsung Heroes is a feel-good series of interviews with frontline workers, professors, and more to discuss the effects of the coronavirus pandemic and how these heroes are turning challenges into opportunities. So the whole point of this entire series is to talk with people like Justin who are truly making a difference in the supply chain because as we all know, the supply chain is one of the only industries that is able to touch every single person across the globe. And if it wasn't for people like you, we would be suffering. <laughs> Very true. We wouldn't have our food and our clothes and our medication and stuff. So, perfect. yes. And so, Justin, how has the pandemic impacted you? And how has your job changed for better or for worse? I know we've talked about it a little bit before, but months have passed. <laughs> yeah, first off, thank you for having me. Um, I would say that, I would say that it's changed for the better for me and that it has brought more awareness to the supply chain and sustainability discipline. Yeah. 
I would also say that back in March and April, you know, we would say, you know how you have those terms that just kind of run all over you? You know, you said like the new normal and and mm. un unprecedented and the black swan <laughs> and you're on mute and things like that, you know. But <laughs> but we're we are in a new normal. I've accepted that. We are in a new normal, but I think it's for the good because and speaking at, at at international conferences because of the pandemic, international virtual conferences because of the pandemic, it's kind of allowed me to remove my my U.S. blinders, I would say, and look at the supply chain from a global perspective and look at sustainability from a global perspective. And I, I, I had one presentation in India and there was a professor in India to say, and he pinged me in like little private chats. He's like, Justin. Let's talk after this presentation. I'll show you. I'll show you what 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 real supply chain risks are. What real supply chain issues are. You know. So it's allowed it's allowed me to 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 communicate and collaborate with a lot of leaders around the globe. You know, and actually bring that into the classroom and allow students to 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 look at it through a global lens mm -hmm. and also leaders as well. You know. So it's kind of built on. It's kind of been a building block, if you will, to to uh, uh, kind of you know, improve upon, you know, my knowledge and my research from a supply chain perspective. Mm. How have other emerging technologies um, like played a role for you? Has it has other anything other technologies and automation that can help that have helped, you know, with social distancing, make it making that easier to keep, you know, the supply chain moving and working? I think that I think that we've all seen where where automation has been accelerated, especially in the supply chain space and distribution and manufacturing. But I would say more importantly, AI and innovation are like in hyperspeed right now. Yeah. I mean, as a matter of fact, I was just on, I was on a call at nine o'clock this morning with um, a data scientist uh, that's, that's in the healthcare space. He actually, he does a lot of research with NYU and Columbia and Pace up in New York. He actually, he actually dropped a bomb on us and said that, yeah, I did some research with Dr. Fauci in the eighties in New York. So <laughs> oh my God. yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> oh God, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> The dog really enjoyed that. Yeah, that he, like, he, like, he likes Dr. Fauci. He, huh? he loves Fauci. Uh, everybody loves Fauci. But, but you know, we were we were we were collaborating on on how we can use artificial intelligence and blockchain within healthcare supply chains, you know, and things like that. So I would say that in terms of technologies, we've seen we've seen you know different industries coming together that we would we, that I don't think we would ever have would have seen before, and I would say that. Although it's not a technology, it's a platform. And I would say the biggest platform that I've seen made, a, made an impact because of because of the pandemic, because of social distancing is Clubhouse. I would say it's the greatest application, in my opinion, because it's it is, in my opinion, it is upending the social media space. You know, it's almost like a real time. It's like a real time podcast. That you can participate in and my thing is is whenever you are sharing your knowledge everyone is sharing their knowledge for free because they're collaborating and whenever you find someone that you that you can connect that you feel you can connect with 
that's where you can innovate. I think you're going to see a lot of innovation coming out of Clubhouse, coming out of that platform. It's and funny. I was just reading about Clubhouse this morning. You must, you have to get on. I have like two invites. So ping me if you have Apple device. Yes. <laughs> so I, I was thinking about joining today. That's awesome. Yeah. See, if you need an invite, yeah, just ping me. But, but so I've been speaking. So in terms of artificial intelligence, I've been speaking with an individual from Facebook. So he's an attorney. He works for, he works for Facebook. Uh, I've spoken with an individual from Google where her job is to ensure that AI is not biased or discriminatory. I have spoke, I have had discussions with, uh, with, um, Craig Sellers. So he's an inventor of the stable coin. So I've had, I've had discussions with him on, on some thoughts that I've had in terms of, in terms of implementing uh, a blockchain for good. Um, so I'm doing, I have two, two large projects I'm, I'm doing now where I'm going to, I'm looking to democratize blockchain and I'm looking to democratize artificial intelligence and to use it for, to address the sustainable development goals. So I've been kind of kind of bouncing ideas off of people, you know, that I've been hearing speaking clubhouse and on LinkedIn and interviewing individuals, you know, and it's that platform is absolutely amazing. And and I would say that they're marked from a marketing perspective. So I have a mar I have a uh, strategic uh, management class this that's, that's a capstone, but all of the students are marketing students. So everything we talk about from a strategic business perspective is centered around marketing, right? So Whenever Clubhouse had a stress test when Elon came on, that's how we talked about that 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 day, that next day, because it was it was literally eight hours before that class, and I said this may have been the greatest marketing feat of all time. One, you're in beta. Two, you're only for Apple users. But if you looked at the news stations, that's that's what most of them were talking about. Mm -hmm. They're talking about Clubhouse. They're talking about Elon. To me, that was absolutely brilliant. You know, so I mean, we're we're seeing we're seeing the future, and I think that it was just perfect timing for that platform because everybody was locked in the house. Right. And, and without that, without that, without that platform, there would been there would been a lot of people that I would never ever ever would I would not have been able to speak with anyone from from Google. I wouldn't have been able to speak with anyone from 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 and especially attorney. From Facebook, I want to be able to speak to the inventor of the stable coin. Really? Yeah. So this platform is going to transform. It's going to transform business, in my opinion. That's super interesting because I feel like, especially with Elon doing everything with, you know, everything that's going on with Bitcoin, and and we see a lot of that coming in, you know, the transportation sector. <laughs> I, so I that, that's right. a whole I different love, conversation. I love but, Elon right now because of that statement. Yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> Doing some he's one he's ones to watch. I'll tell you that. So I have a question, Justin. I know you you see probably you probably see it all. You know you you've been doing this for a while. So what kind of in the field stories can you share with us? And have any one of those made significant impacts on you and and kind of your career in the future of supply chain? I would say. I would say a lot of people had had time to perform their research. You know, whenever they're locked, whenever they're locked, locked in, locked in their homes and things. And I've been contacted by a few uh, people within a supply chain space uh, that had questions in regards to blockchain. Uh, so, 
I've been speaking, I've been working with about two companies uh, in terms of blockchain and 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 working with them on uh, the IBM Trade Lens project to get into the IBM Trade Lens marketplace. If you know about, I'm sure, sure a number of you are aware or are, are familiar with IBM Trade Lens and things like that. You know, so, you know, it's again, without the pandemic, those connections would have never happened in my opinion. You know, so we've been collaborating and I've been, you know, it's been forcing me, it's been challenging me to do additional research, you know, in terms of use cases for certain things, especially in the maritime industry and, and things like that. But my deal, my deal when working with these organizations is, okay, I'm sharing your knowledge. Now you have to come guest lecture. <laughs> so, so, so with one company, shout out to shout out to uh, uh, Christopher Wall and Zeus Logics, you know, where, you know, he came in and he guest lectured to the students, you know, and he shared his he shared his knowledge and and talked about, you know, how how what it takes to be successful within the supply chain industry. And, you know, he gave one of my students an internship, like two days after he guest lectured. Oh. You know, so that's so how it impacts me. That's how it impacts me, you know. It, it, those students, what we talk about in the classroom is transferable. It, it's the exact same thing that I talk about, talk, talk to with, the, with these, with these founders, of these organizations, you know, and we're providing opportunities to those students right then and there. And so he, Christopher is one that came in, um, Akshay from, 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 uh, Terminal 49 came in. We had an individual come in from, uh, Gnosis Freight and talk about their solutions and, you know, they're saying we have opportunities. Just reach out to me. It's 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 that simple. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I tell to these, to these students. If you share that you are interested in this discipline and you demonstrate your knowledge to the founder of the organization, to the COO of the organization, <laughs> there's your opportunity. Mm -hmm. you right. know? And it's and it's an amazing thing. Right. And Michelle just commented saying that is amazing. And I have to agree. And I think that's something that students today are really benefiting from, especially the supply chain majors, because they have professors like you who are currently in or who have worked in the field and have that like knowledge already. So I just think they're really lucky to have experiences like that. Mm -hmm. It's all about paying it forward. You know, I had, I think all of us, all of us had all of us. <laughs> she don't like me that much, man. You just mad. This <laughs> is not like any of your answers. They just—they have been sleeping all day. I am so sorry. They, <laughs> I'm surprised mine aren't going nuts now. Everybody wants to be on Leak Live, Justin. They're both just like sitting straight up looking at the door. No oh one there. Very eerie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I'll mute myself. That's fine. That's fine. But yeah, man, my thing is it's all about paying it forward. I think we all we've all we've all had mentors during during this process. We all didn't do it alone. And you know, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. Well, and you kind of touched on it because I know we talk about this internally a lot, like what we do today and how we do our job today is very different than how it was pre-pandemic. And it kind of shifted overnight. And so, you know, I know we're not alone in that and, and obviously not in the trenches like you and everybody else that's in, you know, this industry. So thank you to all of our frontliners for, for doing everything that you do. But, you know, what, what kind of advice do you have for others and how do you expect them to continue to rise to the occasion. I mean, we're not out of the woods yet with anything. So, 
you know, kind of what is, you know, what do you say to those people who are needing that opportunity? I say never stop, never stop collaborating. I say, I say, continue, never stop, never, never stop collaborating, never stop learning and, and look out for one another. That's what it's all about. And, and that's my thing. And we're going to get, we're going to get into this shortly, but it's all about serving. And I always say that, you know, I always say that, you know, I do a lot of this work. I don't ask for a dime because I give, 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 but I say the money's going to come. The money's going to come. It's not about that. And that's why I t- I'm very transparent with my students. And I say that was, that was, that was the case when I started out in the industry, I was just t- chasing the dollar. I'll be the first one to tell you that, you know, but I've been, I've been blessed with a lot of mentors. I've been blessed with a lot of opportunities and, you know, it's, it's my time to give back. And I said this in a, in a, in a previous podcast where I said that whenever I'm gone, nobody's going to say, man, just made a boatload of money. No, nobody's going to, nobody's not even going to care about that. They're going to say, man, he touched a lot. He touched a lot of students. He touched a lot of students and he, he, he did, he did his life's work, which is what I'm doing now. He, he did his life's work to try to make a positive impact on the world. Right. Although he had some Elon-esque thoughts, <laughs> he, made, he made an impact with some of them. <laughs> I need I need to get inside his brain and start figuring out how that Absolutely. works. Absolutely. Well, he, you know what? I think he might make that happen in about five or six years. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I mean, even my kids, our kids will be able to do it one day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I do have a question because that's like an interesting comment that you just made, Marina, about your kids. But do you think your students, Justin, are going to have like a leg up on others in the industry because they're learning about like COVID in real time. Absolutely. I say, I say, I say that. Well, it's not, it's not just about COVID. It's about like sustainability. It's about diversity and inclusion. They're getting hammered Mm -hmm. with like life's experiences in like two years. Right. Right. Think about it. So yeah, think about it. They've they've been they've gotten hit with COVID. They've been hit with 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 civil unrest. They've been hit with so many things that you can't teach you can't teach out of a book. Mm-hmm. You just learn it in life. So I think that they will they will that that will lead to their resilience. You know, once they once they once they actually getting out into these fields, and I think that it's going to be even more impactful for like high school students. Because in some, I know for some of my peers, I don't have high school students. They say it's a mess, and and it's and it's it's they're worried that you know these students are going to be like terrified for like online learning once they get to college and and things like that. And I I, I always try to gauge my students, you know, because I'm trying to serve them as, as best as I can. And I say, okay, am I am I am I how am I doing? How can I make things better? You know, and. You know, I get their feedback and we make adjustments. We pivot. You know, we're agile. I think that Penn State's Penn State's amazing in, in, in giving us that freedom to to adjust because we're all trying to figure it out, to be mm-hmm. honest. You know, yeah. so and I think that and the and the real the real heat and the heroes within higher education are, are the are the elementary school teachers and the high school and the high school teachers, that's for sure. I know that some of us, I would say some of us within higher education, you know, we're we're somewhat used to it. You know, especially like somewhat in like in a blended in a blended uh, uh, type of yeah. environment. But elementary school students and high school—I mean, elementary teachers and high school teachers—they've never seen anything like this. They've never seen anything like this. Fast. 
you know? My fiance is a high school teacher, so I'll make sure to <laughs> tell him. How's that going? <laughs> it's it's hard. There was a time for like a month or like two months, I can't remember, where just this year he had to work remotely. And now like, it's always just such an adjustment. And we live in Wisconsin, so we were just pummeled with snow and they're all on a snow days now. So if something happens for the remainder of the year, they have to do like a hybrid online learning situation. And now like the students don't even have books or notebooks. They all carry their laptop. That's insane. My kindergartner has a Chromebook and a Chromebook case. And he knows how to use every single one of his Google Docs and get in and out of classes. And he's five. And he's telling me what I'm supposed to be doing. I was just going to say, does he help you? Yeah. See. And but that's the re- you you bring up the resiliency. They're they're our whole thing from the very beginning. The minute they became at home learners and we were already working from home, it was like this is this is how it is. You either get with it and figure it out, or you're going to be you know trampled over. So we adapted and we figured it out, and it's been a challenge. I'm not going to lie, but I mean, yeah, the resiliency is proof from people who are learning to adapt with what's going on around you and just you know making it work for them however that may be yeah. and that's why that's how i try to make make the students feel comfortable sorry to cut you off make them feel, make them feel comfortable in that i say that this is where the business this is where this is where the industry's going you know yeah. yes it's tough but whenever you get into the work environment you're going to be working remote mm-hmm. I say, you're going to yeah. be working remote or if you're not working remote you're going to be collaborating with someone from around across the country or around the world so we're just preparing you now, right? Right. <laughs> but, but that's that's the reality, though. That's the truth. Mm. You know, it's and, it's the best life lesson you can teach yeah. anybody. Yeah, yeah. Where where do you think it's gonna go in the future? You know, once the pandemic's over. I think that, I think that the uh, the you're going to see an increase in digital transformations. So if I translate that to the to the supply chain industry, I think that the software vendors are going to be busy <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the in the in the coming month in the coming months and coming years. I think that I think that you're you you see you're seeing a lot of work in the lab, uh, in the in the SAPs, Oracles, Infors, and all those organizations in terms of in terms of in in introducing artificial intelligence, business process and automation, robotic process automation, and and including that within their ERP application. So from a digital transformation uh, perspective, I think you're going to see an increase in that. I think that you're going to see, I think that the remote works here to stay, to be honest. I know that I've heard a lot of organiz- a lot of people, uh, like students I work with, organizations that I consult with that said that they pretty much shut down, shut down our our our, our organization to us to work from home because they're realizing they're realizing the cost savings. Or if yeah. they own, if they own a building, they're leasing out that office space. And then they're they're like having hoteling, you know, hoteling type offices for those people who have like kids who want to go into work every day. You know, so you're going to see you're going to see that transition. And I think that you're going to see the the flexibility. You know, and you're going to see that real work-life balance. I know some people don't don't agree with that. They say, "Well, I'm working more hours." For, I said, "Yeah, you're working more hours, but you were spending two hours on the road each yeah. way to get to work, right?" Mm-hmm. And now you can spend, you know, two hours throughout the day with your kids. 
Mm-hmm. Some people don't like that. They say, you need to send these kids back to school. But, <laughs> there but, were days I was like that. I'm like, I love you, but when is this going to end? <laughs> that's what my wife's been saying. My, my wife's saying, can't you like travel somewhere? Like, can't you go to campus? Are they allowing you to go to campus like one day a week or something? I love how she's trying to get rid of you. I love it. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. But yeah, I think, I think you're going to see it. But I also think that you're going to see a lot of innovation coming because you, you, have, you have these platforms like, like Clubhouse that increases that, that communication. And I think you're going to see a lot of innovation. I think you're going to see a lot of amazing companies popping up in the next couple of years. It's crazy just in since COVID started, seeing what these software companies have done to change. I mean, they hit the ground running. I feel like yeah. immediately they were like, we're, we've got this. I think they had, I think they kind of had, that might be a strong statement, might be a strong statement to say they had no choice, but they seen the opportunity. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. They seen the opportunity. Yeah. Well, a lot of it happened almost overnight. I mean, we talk about all the time how we were in Modex last year, kind of when all of this started to really go down, we were actually just talking about it when we introduced our new series coming up. Um, our COVID-19 one year later series. And we were talking about how all these cool robotics and automation that we saw at the show literally just ended up in deployment almost immediately because they had to. So it was just interesting to see how quickly those kinds of companies can pivot and, and get moving. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're going to see it. I think you're going to see a big shift in in agile training. Yeah. <laughs> agile project <Yeah>. management training. <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. Um, okay, McKenna, did you have anything you wanted to add? Yeah, oh, you're struggling with trying to be on mute. I, that's why I, I didn't want to make sure. Am I muted? No, you're good. No, no. I know you were one time because of Plum. Does Plum have anything to add? Man, is this to have kids? Yes. <laughs> But okay, so Justin, in your opinion, what does it mean to you to be considered a frontliner? I would say that I would say that there's a lot of people on this call. Every single person on this call right now and every single person listening to this, you know, once it's published, every single person's a frontliner. Right. I would say that my definition of a frontliner is 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 someone that serves, right? Now I would say that there's a tiered approach where where our tier our tier one frontliners is you know the help the healthcare you know those in healthcare you know those who serve our country those in law enforcement those delivery men and women most importantly mm-hmm. those those in the restaurant industry most importantly but then you also have you know the tier twos within higher education or tier one point five however you want to do it I'm, I am not I am not down anybody uh, but but you have you know you know those in higher education and you know if you serve you're a frontliner you know and and every single person's a frontliner I say that you know one one person one person asked me the question like what what do you what do you do every morning to you know to kind of win the day and I say that. You know, I just ask myself, how can I serve today? You know, how can I serve somebody? And and I'm always trying to 
to serve individuals and 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 things like that people who want who want to who ask questions about how to pursue a phd and you know people who are who are looking for roles within organizations and i'm hopping on the phone i'm on the phone i'm on the phone all times all times and nights especially with again with the pandemic i've been meeting with a lot i had a call with someone in lithuania uh two days ago i had a call with someone in 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 uh denmark the other day you know so it's 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 around the clock around the clock mentoring around the clock serving <laughs> <laughs> i love that um we did i know we're kind of pressing on our time yes. here but we did have a question that came in on facebook that um i think is pretty important to kind of address you know they, they ask you know once in a while should we have something like a COVID or like a pandemic that kind of forces us all to sit back and figure out how to improve our processes what are your thoughts on something like that i gotta i gotta i gotta i was going ahead and go ahead and say it this is not the this is not the last disruption mm -hmm. that we're going to see this is not the last one i think that it's on the only the beginning but we have to we have to develop our contingency plans so we don't have a a a, a result of what we what we what we experienced over the last year you know so I think that, and and I also I also go back and I say that you know, we had nine eleven, we had Katrina, mm -hmm. and and back at the beginning of this pandemic, I say yes, we all come together. We can't have another nine eleven and another and another Katrina where it goes back to business as usual. A few mm -hmm. months right. Later. That's right. exactly what happened here. That's exactly mm -hmm. what happened. So how do we fix that? And that's the thing. I don't have the answer to that question right now. But that's one thing that we all have to come together and and figure out how do we come together and we stay together because this is not this is not the end there's another one coming there's right disruption coming you know yeah. how do we stay together how do we how do we how do we you know mitigate the issues that are going to arise and how do we how do we stay uh, uh united as a world not just the us the world COVID was really a game changer in terms of disruptions because it just affected everything so fast in yeah, the entire was, world yeah. instead of where like 9-11 and Katrina was localized and then, yeah, it was business as usual. It, this changed so much so fast, so wide reaching that there's no way we can go back to business as usual because like you right. said, so much innovation ha had to happen so fast and it opened, you know, the industry's eyes. It's, it's going to be different from now on yeah and I'll, I'll also say that you know because we weren't sustainable as a global from a global perspective mm -hmm. i think that that was the root cause to all this but that's a different conversation right. that's like an hour <laughs> conversation to be honest that's another link live yeah that's another that's a long conversation yeah. but 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 again i just think that you know I would say I would just ask everybody look at look at those United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, and pick out your top two, and 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 kind of justify to yourself what your top two are, and then do the same exact exercise to your peers because that's one thing that I found where one, everyone has their own definition of sustainability, and two, everyone has two uh, top two SDGs, but that's what we need to make a positive impact on the world. I agree. Totally. Jason or Jason, 
We have a Jason that works with us. I've been we have a John that works with us. Now you, my husband's name is Jordan. You're Justin. I'm like all over the place calling everybody different names. I apologize. <laughs> um, Justin, thank you so much for for being on our program today, and thank you for you know serving our students of you know supply chain students of the future and and showing them the ropes and being that mentor that everybody kind of needs right now. So mm -hmm. thank you for everything that you do. Um, and thank you to all, everybody who is watching today. Thank you to all the frontliners um, who do everything that they do to keep things moving, regardless of where you are in the supply chain. Um, we do appreciate you. So I did in the chat post some other video interviews that we've had with some other unsung heroes. So make sure you stay tuned to foodlogistics.com, sdcexec.com to keep an eye out for some future unsung heroes interviews, as well as read blog posts, check out our videos, download our link podcast channel, read some expert columns and more. So thank you everybody for being a part of our program and hope to see you next week at 11 a.m. Central, where we'll be talking about what is trending in supply chain and logistics. Thank you, Justin, for your time today. All right, thank you for all my students. We are.